All right, so welcome to Flippin' SoFlo. Today, I have an amazing guest, Bobby Suarez, arguably buying the most amount of houses in South Florida right now. I, I don't even think it is an argument. I think you are. Thank you for that. Taking that crown right now. Um, we just met for the first time today, officially, uh, but our paths have kind of crossed throughout the years, right? Uh, crazy, this business is a small world. We were just talking about that off camera. So let's just dive right into it. Number one, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy dude. Um, no problem. I like what you're doing from afar. Uh, I know you're on social media now, right? This is this is kind of new to you, which is awesome because you're getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, and, I, and I think that's fantastic to do. And also, as we were speaking off camera, it's really important for South Florida as a whole. Um, there's a lot of fillers in South Florida, and I'm, I'm really happy to see another guy like you who's actually really doing this business at a very, very high level, correct me if I'm wrong, you're on track to do, last I heard, over nine mil or 10 mil for the year? Somewhere around that range. Somewhere around that range. He wants to be a little bit humble about it, but he's buying a lot of fucking houses. That's the freaking point. So I, I love seeing somebody like you come out and actually Appreciate be on social media. Um, you strike me as a super go-giver. You wanna help people. I saw you posted a video the other day about talking about sales training that you're gonna be handing out or giving to people, right? Yep. All right, so let's go back to the beginning, which is usually where we start with these things, right? Um, you've been in this business for how long now? So I got into the real estate industry um, at the age of 19. Okay. So I got started in the mortgage industry, opened my first mortgage company at the age of 20. Okay. Went bankrupt and lost it all. No shit. By the age of 24. So that was in 2007. And then I had to go get a regular job, dude. Uh, worked at... Uh, life insurance company. I applied as a sales agent, got a sales manager job. I just got very lucky. Did that for a few years. And then in 2011, I got presented an opportunity to go work at a real estate company, which represented large hedge funds that were buying single family properties in, in a large scale. Yeah. And that's where I really learned how to do the investment game of real estate. And I learned how to just look at real estate from a different lens and a different angle. Learned how to underwrite, mm -hmm. uh, you know, comp properties, and uh, we were working there. I was working there as a, I was pretty much like as a like an agent, uh, scrubbing the MLS for deals for the fund. You could get them back then. Oh yeah, it was super <laughs> easy, dude. Nobody wanted them, so we were getting yeah. them all. And um, doing that, I did that for a few years, and then I started fixing and flipping while still there part time. Okay. And I think we fixed and flipped my first property in 2012. I'll never forget the houses in Miami Gardens. I bought it for forty-two grand. Wow, um, forty-two grand in Miami Gardens doesn't exist. <laughs> no shot. That house is probably like half a million bucks right now. <laughs> and um, in uh, officially in two thousand fourteen, I opened my own company, Housing Investments Group, and here we are now. And I would say actually, over the last three four years, I really just decided to scale the business. So I looked at my business then, and I'm like, man, I need more people. I was doing this on my own. I thought I was smart because I didn't have any expenses. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't grow anymore, you sure. know, by myself. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was within that half a million to a million range. And I'm like, man, I could never break this. So then that's when I really decided to recruit high-level individuals, build a team, and here we are now. Wow. Yeah. All right, so let's dig into a few of those things. So number one, you, you went BK. Yep. I, obviously, which there's no shame that the whole economy went BK at that. Time. I was young and stupid, spending more money than I was making. I honestly, I, I didn't have like a father figure or a mentor back then. My, you know, my dad wasn't around at a young age. Yeah. So, dude, everything that I know, I learned it on my own. 
you know, my yeah. mom wasn't a good steward of money. She was broke. We were broke. Yeah. We were growing up. So when I got a little taste of money, I was spending more than I was making. So, the same exact thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it is what it is. Yeah. But hey, you got to go through those things to uh, to get to where you are now. So for sure, um, you know, a couple of things you bounce back, obviously, and you bounce back in a very big way. Um, you know, so to anybody watching, I I really dislike that Instagram and social media makes it you know insta everything, right? It's like yeah. there is no delayed gratification. Um, I started in the business in 2017, but I've been through a lot of hard shit to get to where I'm at today. Yeah. So have you? And that's the thing that I want people to really see is it is very it's a very long game. Um, and there's phases to this business. Yeah. There's no such thing as overnight success. It doesn't exist. Yeah. No, overnight took me six years and it took you over a decade. So yeah. Uh, and you know, having the right people around you too, which is interesting that you said that I didn't have a dad either. So my, my figures were people that I picked up throughout life. Right. And you usually tend to emulate what you see. And when you don't have something for a very long time, you're like, Oh, this is great. I made a hundred grand. Boom, let me go buy that stupid Rolex or the car or the M3 or whatever it was, right? Yep. And I did the same exact thing. And that's why I always tell like my students and stuff, especially if they're on the younger side, like mm -hmm. early 20s, they start making 40, 50 grand a month, which we weren't doing that in our early 20s. Yeah, but now it's so easy for them to do that. And I'm telling them, I'm like, look, I'm not here to be your dad, but I do care about you. Don't be an idiot with your money. Seriously. And this doesn't last forever. There will be seasons. There will be rainy days. Absolutely. You need to reinvest it into the business that got you here in the first place, like hiring, marketing, et cetera. Um, speaking of which, what does your team look like today? So right now we have about things like 17 or 19 individuals. Okay. So I have a COO. I have three acquisition agents, two dispo agents, a TC, three lead managers, Three full-time real estate agents that handle all my fix and flips and novations. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm missing anybody else. Uh, Probably some VAs uh, in there or something. A field uh, dispositions manager. Like, he assists my dispo team also. Okay. And, uh, and a property uh, uh, property manager, the guy that handles all my construction. Construction manager. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, you have any virtual assistants in there? Supporting? Don't. You don't? No. I'm curious. Why? Man, I like everybody in-house. Okay. Um, I think it helps with the culture. Sure. I actually did a video recently, I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh, it's important to have culture enhancers in your office. Mm -hmm. So having culture enhancers and having everybody there, it helps, man. Um, and these are people, obviously, that they make that that special vibe in your office. Sure. You know? Yeah, I've seen some of your videos. It looks like your team is, I mean, you make some funny videos, too. There's yes. there's one lady in your team that's like, stop, I'm busy right now. Oh, yeah, she's, the, yeah, she's a character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was scripted, but it looked It was. Funny. That part was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what... I mean, you're doing a ton of volume, so you're probably, what, averaging 20 deals a month or something? We're anywhere between 25 to 35. 25 to 35. What markets are you in? The whole state or what? No. So I'm uh, deep into South Florida. Okay. Doing Dayton, Broward County, and I have a very small operation in, Ar in Orlando, Florida. So I had one of my uh, good friends move over there. His wife's a doctor, and we decided to partner up on Fix and Flips over there. But we're just doing very little business over there, and the majority of my stuff is down here. I love it. Yeah. So good question for you. I, I scaled, you know, a few years ago, I, my best year was 7.3. So I understand the volume. I understand the amount of brain damage that comes with that, oh, yeah. especially, you know, the scale, the team, everything. But um, for anyone watching out there, because I don't know if you get this often, but I get it all the time, which is Miami's such a saturated competitive market. I And they're from here. And then they want to go outside of Miami. So 
What's your response to that? Honestly, I want them to do it so that I get more <laughs> deals to buy, right? Yeah. But I, look, for me, it was just easier. We have more buyers here. We have more resources. I could drive to the properties. Prior, I think like right before COVID, I was doing the state of Florida entirely. I was flipping houses in St. Pete. I remember I started demoing a house. First day I got popped in Fort Myers. I was getting robbed by a contractor because he knew I wasn't going to go see the houses every day. It's man, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, at least doing the business model I was doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get it. You might get marketing for cheaper. You're going to get PPC for cheaper or you're going to, you know what I mean? But it's going to cost you more money in the long run. Yeah. Cause you're constantly having to build your buyer's list. Mm -hmm. Um, again, there's, there, there is a couple guys that are doing it in a, in a large scale and it's working, Sure, but it is very hard. Yeah. It's much harder. And my recommendation is always like, look, dude, yes, it's complicated. And yes, it's saturated. We're not going to sit here and say Miami's a very competitive market. I mean, super un unquestionable. Yep. Right. And it is a, a, a sunny place for shady characters. You gotta be careful. Oh yeah. I just saw a bunch on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> this area is full of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, <laughs> there, it takes a certain attitude to operate in Miami. Obviously, that's why I think that virtual wholesaling, anyone that I've ever seen try to get in here and do it from out of state and do it here, they get smoked out really quickly. Because, oh, yeah. you know, you, you got guys like us. I mean, you have to know your market. But I always say, I mean, look, when I started in 2017, that's the same crap I heard. Everyone's like, oh, this market is so high. Oh, it's so competitive. Granted, I was buying, I wasn't buying them at 40 like you were, but I was buying Miami Gardens for a buck 30, a buck 40 yeah. that are, I'm buying today for 350, maybe four, pushing four. I mean, the ARV in Miami Gardens, that was north of half a million. For us, for a small three, too. It's crazy. It's the new Hialeah. It is the new Hialeah. Yeah. And now Hialeah is untouchable. Oh, crazy. Let alone Miami Lakes. Hialeah is the, the best rental market if you could find a good rental market. Correct. If you could find a good rental there. Yeah, we tied one up the other day in, in Hialeah, which I, I usually don't buy in Hialeah. Yeah. But, but hey. Same here. Because of reoccupancy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So doing this much volume... What are, just give us a little bit of a breakdown of your marketing. Where, where do you divide so it? So in marketing, I have a couple of different marketing sources. So I completely stopped doing any outbound marketing. I wanted to simplify my business. Mm. Um, we were doing cold calling SMS prior to what we're doing now. And it was, dude, a lot of brain damage. <laughs> Buying lists, give tracing them, um, sending them to the call center. I'm worrying if I'm going to get sued by the TCPA or whoever regulates the calls and all yeah. that crap. So now what we're doing solely is um, TV, direct mail, billboards, um, pretty much it, man. And radio? No radio. No radio. Yeah, we've done radio and, and it didn't work out well for us. Okay. Yeah. And PPC, you said? Yes. Cool. Uh, you use Phil Green, right? I do. So do I. Yeah, Phil's a good guy. Yeah, they're great. But those guys are crushing it. Yeah, they're crushing it. think you're big and then you go to their office or like, what the hell is this? Yeah, they're doing like 20, 25. Very stuff. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I've watched, I remember watching you when I was at my peak in 2020, 2021. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like really starting to get some traction on the TV side, right? Yeah, so we, we got started, I, I don't remember if it was 2019 or 2020, and uh, I, I made a decision to start TV, and dude, I lost my ass the first six months of TV. <laughs> I didn't make any money, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to continue at it. Um, I have a mentor of mine, they're actually in Arizona, and he told me, man, stick with it, stick with it, and thank God I did, and it, it's working well for us now. Yeah. 
how much money do you think you you put into TV? Because it's not cheap. I know that for at a fact. All, at all. So on TV, on a monthly basis, we're spending anywhere between one fifty to two hundred grand a month. Okay, um, it's a lot of money. Yes, it yeah. is. At my peak, I I had a a total marketing budget of a buck twenty. Yeah. So that's a lot in one channel. The thing is, if you're spending, and I tell guys all the time, that's why a lot of guys they come in and they leave very quick. If you're spending less than fifty grand on TV here, don't even waste your time. Correct. They, they can't compete. Yeah, and PPC is, it's a little different, but if you're not at least putting up 20, 25 grand a month, yeah. then you can handle it, yeah. and you're not going to shut it off, uh, don't. And aside from that, you better have some good closers. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. It's fast. Because you'll definitely sink real quick. Yeah, you'll smoke money left and right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of people, especially like on the education side for me, people, a lot of people that are starting off, I understand because we've both been there, you know, different, different eras, but we've definitely both been there. When you're starting off, you, you just want to, you just want to go and you just want to get there now. And, oh, I want what Bobby has. I want what Willie has. Like, you know, I, I want to be do, doing 10, 15, 20 deals a month. Why not? But you have to understand it takes a lot of muscle memory to do that. Yeah. And going BK and losing your ass and having two business partnership divorces, uh, you know, smoking a lot of money. I, I've, I've smoked 100K months on direct mail because... The number wasn't printed on the postcard. Shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Shit happens. And it's real shit. You got to prepare when those mistakes happen to continue going. And what are you going to do? You're going to stop? You know, so the thing that I see is that nobody wants delayed gratification anymore. Everybody wants it now. I see that a lot. Yeah. You, I, I was wondering what you felt about that. Yeah, man. I, I always saw the youngins, man, work your ass off. I, when I first got started in this industry, I was working seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I remember, I'll never forget when my firstborn was born. The, the day my wife told me that we were having a baby, mm -hmm. I was at the office uh, looking at a, at a package of single-family homes on a Sunday. It was Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. Mm -hmm. And my wife was harassing me to go home. And I'm like, dude, I can't. I got to get this thing done. Um, and that's my mentality. I, love I did that till, till recently. Yes. I love it. Um, so it's like, man, you got to bust your ass, work seven days a week, um, do whatever it takes. Don't fucking complain. Sorry if I could... No, you can curse. I don't know. Let it fly. Let it fly. Yeah, we're in Miami. Yeah, you can curse in English and Spanish. On here. Bilingual cursing. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it rip. But yeah, man, uh, you got to pay your dues at the beginning. And a lot of the young generation, I feel like they just want that overnight, what Bobby has or what Willie has. And mm -hmm. they don't understand that this thing took a long time to get here. A long time. Oh, yeah. And and I tell people that all the time. You know, uh, I had some students the other day that they're like, man, we're fully committed and, you know, we've been doing this for a year. And I'm like, well, how much have you been calling? Show me the numbers. How, how, what are you doing? Are you not? No, we don't work on Saturdays. I'm like, you don't what? I'm sorry. And they're like, no, yeah, we don't work on Saturdays. I'm like, well, you're, you're fucked yep. because I'm going to smoke you on a Saturday. My team's going to smoke you on a Saturday. Bobby's going to smoke you on a Saturday. Yep. And he's got a much larger operation than me. But yeah, man, I've missed out on many weddings and birthdays and you know, being late to places and not going at all. Uh, Sacrifices, man. Yeah. And it, it's necessary in the beginning. Like I told you before, there's a lot of phases in life and in business. Correct. And the beginning phase, you got to work hard. Yep. And everyone says that they're committed until they're faced with the reality of, oh, shit, this is what I have to do. And then they're, they're not. You'll learn really quickly how committed you are. Yep. You know, I, I had a mentor one time tell me, he's like, you're committed? Cool. Sounds good. Can you get up at 5 a.m.? I was like, ooh, actually. Yep. I get up at seven and he's like, well, I guess that commitment's not that strong, right? Yep. Uh, it's funny, but that, you know, when your priorities, I always say when your priorities shift 
And when your success is the priority, you will move mountains and nothing's going to matter. You won't care about what your friends are doing. You won't care about what the next guy's Ultra doing. Ultra focused. Correct. And when you have those blinders on, dude, it's incredible. Did you ever think that you would be sitting here right now the way that you are? Um, honestly, no, man. Um, this whole podcast thing is, all, like I told you before, <laughs> is very new to me. I think I've only been like on three or four. I've always Hello. declined. Hello. So recently, I think I've been on Alex Pardo's podcast twice. And I did another one the other day, but um, honestly, I'm gonna, I, I like it now. I like being in front of the camera, talking, uh, obviously, you know, spreading knowledge, sure. teaching people what we're doing. So I think it's a good thing, man. You got to give back. I love it. Yeah. You know, I call it paying forward, but yeah, you know, 100%. when you get there, you got to kind of reach back and, and, and grab some people, but, but you got to grab the right people, which leads me to my next subject. This is something that um, I try to talk about a lot because I think it's not spoken about enough. Um, when you first started out, right? I'll, I'll tell you my story after yours, but okay. when you first started off, friends, right? You, you, you know that moment where you want to go in a certain direction. You feel it. You see something you want. You're like, all right, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This shit's going to suck. I need to be laser focused. A lot of times people have a problem with cutting out certain people of their life, especially when they're starting out, right? And, and it hinders them more than they know because they're just dragging these people along. But what was it like for you? I mean, in, in terms of certain relationships, right? I, I call it people who withdraw from your life and there's people who deposit in your life. Honestly, for me, um, I didn't have a lot of negative people around my life. Um, honestly, I would hang out with a lot of the people I would work with, mm -hmm. all my friends. Sure. And we were all in the same mindset, that growth mindset. So I was just laser focused, man. I love it. Um, anybody that wasn't on my wavelength, cut them off real fast. Very simple, man. No, no shame about it. Zero. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I, and, and would you say that that's probably one of the attributes to your success? That's one of them. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm it has very to. consistent and I'll never give up. You know, if that's my dream and I want to do it, I'm going to get it done one way or another. Clearly. And, um, you're married, correct? I am. Yeah. How long have you been married? So damn, um, damn. I think I'm going on 12 years now, but I've been with my wife for 21 years. Wow. So she's been with me since we were 19. She was with me while we went through the bankruptcy and through everything. Amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Good for you. She sounds like an amazing woman. She she is great. That's awesome. How how important is it to relate the family life to the business life? It's very important, man. Um, it's very important to have the right partner, spouse. Um, I've seen a lot of talented guys uh fall sideways or fall on their ass because they you know obviously they didn't have the right spouse backing their you know backing them up mm -hmm. so i think it's very important you have the right spouse that backs you up and uh is there for you man and she understands that guys like us that were visionaries mm -hmm. that we're probably not going to be there for dinner sometimes even though i try to make it there every time now sure but at the beginning i wasn't mm -hmm. you know like i gave you the story when i first you know found out my first daughter was going to be born um, it was Super Bowl Sunday. I was at home on Sunday, right? So she knew that I, that I had to sacrifice at the beginning. That's amazing, man. Yeah. But now you can give her the life that, that she deserves. Yes. Yeah, which is what you just said off camera that uh, you just retired her, right, basically? Well, my mom, yeah. Well, yeah, my wife, too. My wife okay. just quit her job. She amazing. Was, uh, an occupational therapist, and, yeah, she finally quit after many years of harassment. <laughs> and from me to quit. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Well, yeah, you guys seem like uh, you have a great family dynamic. You you have your kids as well, right? I have two girls, yes. Two girls. How old? 
uh, 10 and 6. Very cool. Yeah. And are you teaching them anything entrepreneurially or what? What do you talk to them about? And I um, teach them the importance of saving. I've already bought a couple entrepreneur books. I know uh, Ray Dalio has a book for kids called Principles, but it's the kid version. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm constantly just teaching them the importance of money, of assets, uh, cash flow, things like that. I love that, man. Dang. Yeah, I think it's so important, bro, because, I mean, we both grew up in Miami. I know for a fact I didn't learn any of that shit in school. There wasn't even a financial literacy class. I remember when I first turned 18, I got a Capital One credit card, got delivered to my house, and I went straight to the store. I bought a DVD player. For those that don't know, those are uh, <laughs> what Netflix, we used to have CD players to watch movies. And I uh, bought a movie and sneakers, and I was literally maxed out. <laughs> first day. Bad financial blueprint. Uh, it's funny. Uh, yesterday I was thinking, man, because um, I've been thinking about a lot about the legacy piece. And uh, I want my wife to help me out with that part of the business. Well, not the the, the giving back part, right? And um, I would love to start like a financial education um, like foundation for high school kids to teach them financial literacy. I would teach love them how to write a check, credit cards, how to save, what do they got to do to buy their first car, mm -hmm. things like that. I would love that. So um, how much? ton of ideas that that i definitely want to start implementing i love it boy if you need any I, i'd yeah. love to be involved definitely yeah I, I was even thinking like you know i would love for guys that are very smart and savvy financial guys to donate their time yeah and then maybe we could raise money to make literatures or books and things like that and we could partner with schools like yeah like pitbull if you see this slam yeah and we could partner up man Pitbull, if oh, you're yeah. watching this, Dolly. Yeah, we have a lot of big friends too, so <laughs> there you go. You can make it happen if you want. My brother went to high school with him. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have a couple friends of mine that are good friends with him. I love it. And uh, but yeah, I would love to partner up with schools and try to get into every high school in the country. I think it's really important, man. And um, you know, did you go to college or you just went straight to work? So I uh, I didn't go to college right away. I went straight to work. But when I when I lost my uh, when I when I lost everything. I ended up going to a, like an online college okay. and I did get my degree. Cool. I got a bachelor's degree and honestly it was the worst decision that I ever made. Um, Why is that? Because it cost me like 80 grand. And um, for me, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur at the end of the day. So I, in the back of my mind, I was doing it just in case I didn't get back into entrepreneurship and I had to climb the, like the corporate ladder and um, whatever. It, it, it's done. I got it and it is what it is. Right. It happens. I, and, I'm, and I'm not against it either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I want my kids to go and at least get their four-year, uh, you know, university degree and, and, and build connections and things like that. Hopefully they go to a good school. Yeah. You know, so for me, definitely, it is important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was a Merrill Lynch guy, so I was a corporate America guy. I, I went to FIU. Awesome. Um, I was the first dude hired out of FIU um, for Merrill because at that time, Merrill Lynch didn't even look at FIU. They were like, yeah. He was blown up. Man. Yeah, incredible. Man. Yeah. I remember getting, I went to New York. I was on Wall Street for a year and then I got fired. And so I came back home and moved there. What were you doing over there? I was in oil. So I was a trade, I was a junior trader and I, I was on an analyst track and then I became a junior trader and then I got fired. Got it. But um, that was the first time I ever saw, that was where the light bulb really hit for me. And, and I'm interested to know when your light bulb moment was. Yeah. I, that's what I call it. But for me, I remember being at Merrill, uh, I was 23 at the time, mm -hmm. young ass guy working a hundred hours a week at New York, really grinds you to the bone. I sleep at my desk sometimes. And 
my boss told me to do a margin call on Citibank, which, you know, you whatever, I won't get into the margin call, but I called the guy, the other trader on the other line, which yeah. is at Citibank, and I asked my boss, I was like, what's the amount of it? What's the margin? And he said, it's 100 mil. And I said, I'm sorry? And I literally couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah, it's 100 million. I'm like, you want me to ask this guy for $100 million? He's like, yeah, bro, get out of my office right now. Go, at, That's a light day. And I went back and I asked him and dude, he goes, all right, cool. You'll have it at the end of the day. Click. I was in awe because I'm a, I'm a kid that didn't grow up with a lot of money in Miami. Like we both, you know, have very similar backgrounds. And dude, by the end of the day, I saw $100 million hit the account and I shit my pants. And, and I think that that's the first light bulb moment for me. It's a cool experience. Yeah, where I was 23 and I was like, well, it's not my money, but, and I'm making like 65 grand a year, keep in mind, in New York, which is like negative 50 down here. You're poor. I'm like ramen noodles. a subway station. Yeah, literally like a 200 square foot apartment, sharing it. And bro, but when I came back, I think that always stuck with me in my subconscious because I just said, damn, there's a lot of wealth out there in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was crazy, but... When did you have your like light bulb moment? You know, because you've been through a few, it sounds like. Um, so I've had a couple. Um, the first one I had when I was started working with my buddies at the at the investment site, like the real estate company, and I saw my buddies there where they were doing great, right? And then another uh, moment was when I joined my mastermind. I joined the mastermind. I'm here thinking, oh, I'm which one? Thinking, uh, collective genius. Yeah. I'm awesome here, man, I'm probably the biggest guy in South Florida. And then you get there and these guys are like smacking you up. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I felt like terrible. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, let me humble up. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized like, man, there's, I could go bigger than this. And then I actually did. Yeah. So let's hone in on that for a second. So we're both part of CG. Actually, I just exited CG, but shout out to Jason. What's up? Great dudes. Great dudes. Yeah. Amazing. I was in there for two years. It's funny. Our paths never crossed, but yeah. I guess six degrees of separation. But um, when you got into the mastermind, was it something, because I heard you were a little bit reluctant to it at first. Yes, correct. Okay, so talk to me. So, about man, I had that Miami mentality where, man, why are these yes. people going to teach you all their trade secrets <laughs> yeah. on how to make millions of dollars? They're like, bullshit. So, yeah, I'm like, man, that shit doesn't exist. And... Honestly, I uh, I had like a, I called one of my mentors and he's like, man, just do it, you know. And actually, I even I talked to my wife. And my wife's like, you know what, do it. And um, I called Leon. I'm like, yo, let's go. Sign me up before I change my mind. Leon, damn, what's up, Leon? Yeah, to Leon, Leon the beast. Um, and uh, honestly, man, I never looked back ever since. I met on great connections. My first meeting there, and I honestly, I uh, I found. A few guys that I wanted literally copy their business and what they allowed me to obviously that I do whatever you need, let me know. And, um, and I copied their business model and I really f deeply focused on it and I made it happen. Wow. Yeah. So it was definitely worth it. 100%. Right. And, and it's crazy because we, again, we're both from Miami, same mentality. I know I got into my first mastermind, I think, over five years ago. Did you have the same reluctancy? Of yeah, I mean, look, I got shotgunned into it. I spoke at an event with Max Maxwell. I was so early on in my career, I had no business being there, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know shit at the time. Yeah. But I ended up at a chance dinner, and this, this goes out to anybody watching this right now. You never know where that opportunity is going to come from or where that next door might open and when. It forced you to level up. It forced me to level up. I was at this dinner. One of the guys at the dinner was Scott Oots. What's up, Scott? And he was like, yo, you said you're in Miami? And I said, yeah. And he goes, we actually, because they had non-competing markets in the mastermind. And they're like, we actually just had a dude 
that left in the Miami market, I'm voting you in. And I was like, voting me into what? And he's like, the mastermind. And I remember Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about the mastermind. Yeah. And dude, I was, I literally told him, I freaked out. I was like, bro, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I, I don't have anything to share. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. You'll come to the next meeting. And bro, it was the greatest decision I ever made in my life. But at the first meeting, I remember the Miami mentality. I was like, oh, yeah. let me not share my yeah. secrets. And granted, I was doing 400 grand a year. Yeah. There was guys in there doing yeah. eight mil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, what secret, bro? There is no secret. It's funny that we call it the Miami mentality. It is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is. Because it's sure. a lot. You know, I don't know if it's like the Hispanic thing or Cuban. like don't trust anybody. Don't yeah. tell nobody what you're doing. It's like paranoid. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, dude, once I think really once you get up to their um, to the abundance mentality, like you realize you're like, brother, there's so much money out there. Yeah. You're not going to take anything yeah, away from there's me. There's enough for everybody to eat. Look, dude, we competed at a very high level and we never even knew each other. And I did seven mil and you probably did very close or more at the same year yeah. in the same market. And Miami's too competitive. Yep. I find that hilarious, right? And I think that, you know, six degrees of separation is a real thing. Um, you know, look at us, right? Yeah. That was one friendship to another friendship, uh, connection, and boom, that, that was that. So you're still in CG actively, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, think you got back from California now. I actually just took my wife for the first time. So she was able to experience the masterminds, that's cool. So it was pretty cool. And she met a lot of my, you know, relationship that I've made throughout the years there. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, I took my girlfriend to to a mastermind as well. And, nice. and she was just like her first one, she was blown away. Yeah. Cause, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. yeah, cause it's almost like- There's a lot of different characters in there. Yeah, dude, <laughs> from all walks of life, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and it's cool though, because you see like quirky people and you see super smart people, introverted, extroverted. Introverted, yeah. yeah, and you're like, dude. And then you meet people that you're like, dude, this guy's doing what? Like how much in business? And I think the mastermind too is, it's the principle of elasticity where, you know, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, and once your mind expands past a certain point, it's over. You, you can't go back. Yep. Right. And, and I think that that's the beauty of a mastermind. It also forces you to humble up. Miami is a big place. I know I've been guilty of this in my career where ego is not your amigo. Right. Where I was like, oh, I'm the king down here. Collaboration is king. Correct, bro. Correct. It's, uh, you know, relationships is super important. Yeah. You know, the last thing you want to do is, is uh, make enemies with your competitors. That's, I think that's stupid. Yep. And I know a couple guys that are doing it out there. Actually, one guy called me out a year ago. I just deleted him. I'm like, I'm not going to get into this with this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I, I think that will take me back to my, my old school days. Don't take me back to bratting. <laughs> no, but it's funny, dude. Um, I think you nailed it on the head. Collaboration versus competition. For sure. What, what can we do together? I know for a fact what we can do together is much further than what I can do individually or vice versa. And there, there's things that I, that I'm, I'm learning from you just talking off camera, yeah. um, that, you know, is cool to me. And, you know, it's, it's just great to know that. And, you know, hopefully I can do the same for you. And, you know, I'm in a new chapter in my life in that regard where I'm like, dude, you know what? You got more money than me. Great. You're doing something better than me. Awesome. Doesn't matter. You know, exactly. Yeah. The it's for me, for example, it's super important. Like and I honestly, CG helped me out with this. I was always like very self-conscious. Oh, I can't see this or I can't see that. Dude, who cares? Exactly. Don't matter. Yeah. You know, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that's our own ego and pride thinking that people are going to care so much about they what don't we're saying. Shit about us. Nobody gives a shit, yeah. bro. Nobody gives a shit. 
And and it's funny because I meet people now at live events and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were in real estate. I'm like, I've been doing this for six years. And they're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know like, like, who cares? But before you'll be bothered. Like, what do you mean you don't know who I am? Yeah, exactly. And now I'm like, all right, cool. Who cares? Just yeah. check out my Instagram. Mm, I don't there it is. Shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say let the HUDs do the talking, you know? For sure. That, that if, if that was the case, yeah. you know what I mean? What's your, let's get into some deal questions. Just cool things that have happened to you. I want to get into a few. So craziest deal, meaning, because we're in South Florida. I know I've seen some crazy shit down here. So just a crazy story you can think of. I already had one that popped into my head. Perfect. So keep that one. Yep. And then the next question will be your biggest deal that you've done in your career. Okay. All right. Cool. So we'll start with the craziest. So the craziest one. So at the beginning, back to when I was first starting off, I was doing everything. I was answering the calls. I was the acquisition, the lead manager, the acquisitions agent, the disp. I was doing it all right. So I had an appointment where I literally, I answered the call and I'm like, all right, I'm going over. This lady was a hoarder. Honestly, I felt bad for this lady. It took her, I'm sure, forever to answer the door. When I walk in, there was literally toilet paper with feces stuck to the walls like it was like oh my god and uh it was a two-story house i didn't even go to the second story because it was like webs i'm like all right could I, i've seen enough <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> no i'll buy it i'll buy it I'll buy it. Uh, but man it's just that for me was crazy to see how somebody could live like that that's somebody's mom family member yeah you know what i mean so i honestly i felt bad for her um but yeah dude it was just like wow like yeah it's nuts and then my biggest deal, man, I, you know, I've done a couple, I, I've never bro broken 200 grand on a, on a real estate deal. Um, I think we made like 180 on, it was like on a deal off the Gratney here. Oh, Gratney. It was a commercial property. Cool. And we wholesaled it and we made like 180 or something like that. Oh, that's cool. What kind of commercial property? It was like retail. It was literally on the main street. No kidding. Um, it was like a like a I think there was like a barber shop or a nail salon there. It was like two or three storefronts. Very cool. Was it just like because it kind of just came in because you usually do residential, right? Yeah. So they called in from our marketing, and obviously we you know we'll take whatever comes in, right? We can't control who calls in. Sure. So we we thought it was a good deal. We tied it up and we found the buyer for it. Nice. No. Yeah. Was it a quick close? Yeah, it was. Burn it. Like what? Two months? No. I mean, I would say within a month. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. A buck eighty in less than a month. Yep. That's why you got the nice watch. Makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you like watches now. I love watches. Man. Yeah, you love watches. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. No, How many have you bought? In, uh, I don't even know, man. I've bought a lot throughout my time. But um yeah, lately I've been buying some more special pieces that I like. Right. Uh like I told you I just bought this one and I bought the the AP one recently. Nice. So for all you kids listening out there, though, he did it now. Oh, yeah. He, he did it because it's financially secure. Yeah. Delayed gratification for sure. Delayed gratification. How long did it take you to buy your first watch? Um, all right. Going back to my bankruptcy days, I did buy one in my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. So, again, don't make the mistake that I did buying all these things early. Right. I think I bought the same one you had. All the sub? Yeah. And um, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I bought like a $10,000 watch and I probably had that one for a long time before I upgraded to one of the nicer gold watches. Right. What is financial freedom to you? Financial freedom for me, um, which I, I think I'm entering that phase in my life now, is eventually now I'm going to start getting into different cash flowing businesses where I'm going to start doing more hard money lending. Um, I'm going to 
buy more rentals. I'm handpicking rentals. I don't love rentals, but I think it's definitely now the moment to start doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm handpicking. I'm like, I have a few rentals in Ayalia. I'm also buying them with zero debt, especially right now with the interest rate. And, you know, Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I'm, I'm, for me, financial freedom is to have all my, my bills being covered from my cash flowing assets and everything else is gravy. My business obviously is my biggest cash flowing uh, business, right? Sure. But I eventually want to get stuff that I don't have to work for. Mm -hmm. pay for my, More passive. My lifestyle, exactly, passive. Yeah, yeah, and tax benefits and oh, all that. Because you're, I mean, you're making a lot of money yeah. actively. Yes. So you're getting drilled on taxes. I, I don't know what your what your rentals look like, but. Yeah, well, I've done, I've invested in also in syndications and things like that. Oh, cool. Um, Good for you. I just bought a, I don't even know if I should be saying this. I just bought a car that weighs over 6,000 pounds. Oh, you can say it. The IRS doesn't care. I don't like showing off right now. No, no, it's no showing off. That's an agricultural vehicle, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is a full exactly. tax write-off. Well, you get 80%, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What kind of car? Uh, G-Wagon. Oh. G63. I had a feeling. That's why you didn't want to say it. Yeah. I love it. I gotta, I, I'm forcing Bobby to get on camera and just say his oh, stuff. Man. He's like the least ostentatious, <laughs> most humble, quiet guy. Thanks, man. But it's good for people to see that if a quiet, introverted guy like that, he's doing it. It's real, and he's so humble about it. He's not out there running around talking and look at me, right? If you ran into him, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? I would think you're just a cool dude, but you're doing some really cool shit. And Thank you. that's why I love doing these things because I want to highlight people that are doing it at a very high level that they have the right intention, you know, behind them. And I think, dude, Miami's lacking in that, bro. I don't know why it is, and it's such a beautiful place, but Miami's really lacking in that. Let's change that, man. Let's change that, 100%, 100%. So um, you, you mentioned something very interesting. So I'm a finance guy by background. Uh, you said you buy your rentals with zero debt. Yes. I want to know, talk to us about that, why? So honestly, the real reason is because it doesn't make any sense, I think, in my opinion, to get debt right now okay. due to the interest rates being at 8 to 10%. Um, I don't want to buy a rent. First of all, I hate rentals. I'm buying it for, for certain reasons, right? Taxes. Most. Exactly. Um, but, um, I don't want to buy a rental to make 200 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. That for me is too much brain damage. Yes. So. And it's being talked about being, online I, everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying a house right now in Hialeah. Actually, it's like a villa, but it's, it looks like a house. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, buying it for 255 in Hialeah, I'm able to rent it for 3,200 bucks. Buying it cash is going to be making like twenty six, twenty seven hundred bucks when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. If I were to get a loan on that thing, I probably wouldn't even cash flow. Yep. You know, so that's my mentality on it. I, you know, I've talked to, I used to have a CEO coach. Shout out to Daniel Markles, a great dude. And he told me, dude, the way that I'm doing it, it probably, it'll take longer to get there. Sure. But it gives me more peace of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I know guys doing it, getting leverage and you could get there faster. You're going to also get appreciation and things like that. Sure. But um, I just, I rather have that peace of mind, man. Yeah. I like buying them sub two. Um, most of my rentals are, are sub two. I've never done any sub two deals. Oh, that's crazy. We got to talk about that. Yeah. It's, it's actually not a, I mean, especially when you're down here in South Florida. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I picked one up in Liberty city that, that was great. Nice. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, I think, um, especially in South Florida, right. Cause we have massive appreciation. I don't really see that slowing down anytime soon, especially in like, you know, working class areas like Miami gardens and this and that. Um, but you know, over the last two years, yeah. a lot of people are having some financial troubles now. And the rates that I'm, I mean, this rental that I bought was a 3.35. I mean, that's a joke. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not going to refi that yeah. for quite a bit. If you're able to get that, then I agree you should get leverage on. Yeah, man. But but I'd love to talk to you about that because having the sales organization is really just a simple conversation. Yeah. And if you already have the lead, why not? For sure. Um. But but yeah, I I, I was taught that I did my first sub two by mistake like four years ago. I wouldn't say I'm a sub two expert. Yeah. But but I've picked up quite a few. Now I just ran into Pace at the Family Mastermind, and we were talking about like commercial sub two and stuff like that. Because that dude is just yeah, he's on another level. He's on another level. Yeah. He really. It's he, funny. I spoke at an event a few weeks ago, and they um they had a guy there from uh, Cash Money Mike. Yeah, Cash Money Mike. I know him too. Yeah, and uh, he was talking about it, man. I'm here like thinking, I'm like, I don't know if you could find those in Miami, but I guess you can. You can, man. And look, you can find them anywhere. Um, like you know, bro. It, the thing is, you can find anything if you ask the right question. And, and I think if you, if you ask the right question to a seller, yeah. you never know. The worst they can tell you is no, yeah. I'm not interested. Right. But dude, when you pick up a sub, I mean, I picked this thing up for 10 grand out of pocket and it's, you gave them upfront money correct. up front. Yeah. And then the deed came in, they, they didn't want to deal with it anymore. The property had some liens and violations, but I took it and it's still cash flowing about two grand a month. Mm -hmm. So, and again, they're super cheap debt. It has 17 years left on the mortgage. That's, that's yeah, so now you're starting to pay down the principal. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a midway point, yeah. you know, from your background. But yeah, dude, I mean, sub twos are, sub twos are great. You know, I mean, I, I just think it's like novations, right? Yeah. How long ago did you start doing novations? So I did one by mistake three years ago. And then <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this crap again. Yeah. And then I was forced to start this year. So we started in May. And nice. honestly, novations now is like taking over our businesses. Even great model, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. like closing without closing. Yep. Or like wholesaling we without. We'll sell it to a retail buyer. It's a beautiful thing. And you can sell them to FHAs without the 90-day rule. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. But for anybody watching, make sure that you do them the right way because you can get into some poo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get into some trouble there. <laughs> I don't know why I just said poo-poo, but anyway. <laughs> I feel like a five-year-old. <laughs> All right, so one interesting thing you told me off camera, which... It resonates super close to home for me. So you recently bought your mom a house. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, it was, a, it was a condo. It was a condo. Yes. Nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about that because I did it in 2021. It was, it still goes down as by far the greatest thing I've ever done. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. Uh, it, no feeling has ever duplicated that for me. Probably won't uh, until, you know, later on in my life. But talk to us about that. So honestly, man, that's been my biggest accom accomplishment in life. I love it. So like I had told you, I was raised by my mom, single mom. Me too. Super poor. My mom was literally borrowing money to pay current the current rent. Like she was always behind. And um, I just felt like I wanted to do something special for her. She was living now with my sister, like in an efficiency. Like it's just like a small room in her house. And I'm like, man, I got to get her something more comfortable. And now that I'm able to. So I found her a place actually closer to me. I um, renovated the entire unit, uh, designed it with my interior decorator. Shout out to Susan Wong. She's one of the best decorators in, in South Florida. Cool. And um, man, we uh, we turned over the keys in the unit to her yesterday. So yesterday was a really uh, emotional day. day. <laughs> awesome. My mom was crying, happy. Did she have any idea that it was coming or was uh, it a full she, surprise? Um, so I showed her the unit. I just wanted to make sure that she approved that first of the unit, but she didn't see any other renovations or the decorations, obviously. So she knew about the unit, but I surprised her with all the other stuff. And she wow. saw it for the first time, you know, completed yesterday. And what was her reaction? Oh, uh, dude, she walked in uh, crying. She couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, she, I think she's still like in awe. She, you know, so 
walked in. We we actually got her filming with Chris. I was here earlier, and uh, crying. Then I hung out with her later. We took her to we'll do groceries, and we were just talking, man. That she's super happy and 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 thanks me every day. And then she starts mentioning, you know, that she knew I was always going to be this <laughs> important person, and that she's so happy that I turned out to be a good person and all that. So. That's amazing, bro. Congratulations. Congrats. I heard you did the same too, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I, I thought it was Cuban moms. I, I, I really don't know what I was thinking, but yeah. I thought it was just going to be a nonchalant thing. I sat my mom and my grandma down. I was like, hey, le compré una casa. And they, they were like, ah! my grandmother almost had a heart attack. It was crazy. Um, But it was the greatest thing. Bro, like for me, single mom as well. Yeah. Watched her bust her ass my entire life. Um. You know, didn't have a good financial blueprint, same way. Yep. And, but she was always, there was two of us, my brother and I, and she was always just 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. She was gone working, you know, two, three jobs at a time. And, and my grandmother, the same thing, right? And taking care of us. If it wasn't for my grandmother, you know, she wouldn't have been able to do that. So um, now she's a rehabber. She flips like 30 homes a year. Solo dolo, still not married. Hustle. Uh, yeah, bro. English is her second language. Um, I'm proud that, you know, she learned the business through me. Oh. I wholesale to her, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's a funny dynamic when an 80K assignment comes in and she's like, oh, yeah. Hey. And I'm like, hey, Damn, you got me good there. That's a, that's the market that we're in, mama. I told your mom. Yeah, I'm like, mommy, please. But, you know, she, she never really asked for anything, which I respect the shit out of her for that. That's awesome. But, dude, I think, I don't think that enough young men um, not saying that you have to do it the way that we did and buy your mom a house and all that stuff, but I'm going to say, bro, I don't think enough young men, um, aspire for things like that. I think that, you know, before you get all this cool shit, you know, you should be setting up your family. You should be helping the people that helped you get there. Um, you know, and, and if you're in a position to do so, brother, I think that's, that's your responsibility 100%. as a man. I always tell, like, I tell everybody, a woman made me a man. I got raised by my sister and my mom, and I'll do whatever it takes to to make sure they're comfortable. I mean, what is it? I'm making all this money, and she's living in a tiny-ass room. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was definitely my responsibility. I had to do it. I love that. And it was honestly the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and you're probably going to feel like that forever. Oh, yeah. And just wait. Every time you visit her, she's going to bring it up. And... I'll probably pass by there later on today. So. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing for me. My girl and I go over there, and every single time, my grandmother comes around. She's like, oh, yeah, esta casa me encanta. <laughs> she just always tells me, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank her, you know, and she makes me roba vieja and this and that, and that's the best thank you I can get, you know? That's great. For anybody, just to wrap this up, but for anybody that's out there who's a young Bobby or a young Willie um, aspiring, mm -hmm. what's a piece of advice that you can give them? What I would do is definitely find a mentor uh, or a mastermind that's, Find somebody that's doing what you what you want to be doing. They're ahead of you and just learn from them. I, know. I wish I would have done that a long time ago. Yeah, right. Imagine where you would be. Yep. And I think of the same thing, you know. And um, in closing, what's your, what's your favorite thing to do right now? Because you're at a different phase of your life. So, man, I just did a video on this the other day. So I get a massage twice a week. Okay. So that's actually my absolute favorite thing to do. Actually, I'm going to get one today at 3.30. And I love going to, I, I recently bought a place in the Florida Keys in Key Largo. Nice. So I love going out there, man. I feel like it's, like I'm in another country, honestly. I feel like I'm in the Caribbean. And just being on the boat, man, relaxing with the kids, with the family. So I would say boating and massages. 
Boating and massages. Those are two interesting things, and I love it. I love it. Brother, listen, uh, I've wanted to, you know, our paths were supposed to intersect a long time ago. I, I couldn't be happier to have met you and, you know, to become friends now. Thank you. Um, I Thank respect you for having me. No, man, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. I respect the shit out of you. Um, in that note, I do have something for you as a gift. Right. I know that you're on the, the social media track now. Yep. And uh, I've been watching some of your videos, so I got you something. Yep. So these are Rhodes, and they're wireless mics. Your okay. your film guy will know this. Okay. They're little wireless clip-ons. Yeah, bro, they last for like eight hours. They're Love it. they saved my life with content. So I just wanted to you know appreciate pay it forward to you and and help you on the journey there. I appreciate that. All right, no problem, brother. I love you, man. Take care of yourself, you man. Perfect.